Hi everyone and welcome to a very special edition of Black Women's Hour. It's our 50th episode. So 50 episodes to choose from. I want to hear from the other ladies what you thought were your favourite episodes. What ones did you particularly enjoy? Aisha, you were here from day one. What ones do you stick out in your mind? For me, obviously, one was insane because I had never done anything like this before and Ava got me to do it and it was, yeah, that felt really good. But also, it wasn't long after that we had Elaine on first and it was our episode where we had Ash on and we talked about the Slumflower thing and that was actually a really great episode where there was quite, not heated, but it was it's genuinely worth revisiting if you want to see a real discussion um, from people who really care about each other but care about the issues and it's a touchy touchy issue so that's worth it and black and gay and back in the day is also one of my favorites and i've got to do an honorable yes. for daisy sorry yes with the love of your life on black gay and back in the day that was one of my favorite episodes with um mark thompson who's just a community hero and in amazing Calvin. um one of the other ones i really enjoyed was uh john barnes our second ever episode we really went out and we just thought we're not, we just knew we're not established or anything. Let's just ask John Barnes if he'll do it. And he was really kind to say yes. And the other reason I absolutely loved that episode was because we also had Cindy Hansen on, who we just have to have back on at some point very, very soon. Another, so whenever we bring on Ghanaian ladies, we seem to have um, very great success with them. So we had in uh, Louise, Elaine's cousin, who was with us for a little while, um, obviously, we've got the great, gorgeous Ghanaian Elaine, and Cindy is oh, a Ghanaian you. heritage as well. So, yes, we really enjoyed that one. Uh, Elaine, any favourites for you? If we're going to continue with the um, Black Star theme, we cannot forget our boy, our man, Quajo. Quajo! Um, oh. That's actually one of my favourite episodes as well. Um, I really like, really enjoyed being part of this project. It's actually, I was, I was looking back at my, um, my, my blog when I realized it's actually two years today that it was a recording of my first episode of the Black Women's Hour, just saying. So it's, it's our anniversary. anniversary that we're having on one day. Yeah. These anniversaries, so it, they're all coincided. 50th episode, two years to the day that Elaine came onto the podcast because obviously we had a little hiatus as well. So also, yeah. um, I want to ask our regular viewers, um, does my camera look different? I finally got my external camera, which I bought for this website and I was for this podcast, sorry. And I was very annoyed because it seemed to have stopped working, but it seems to have just started working again. So uh, it, if you watch us regularly, let me know. It's an intervention because the video viewers are going to be very upset because you can also listen to us whilst you're moving around of us because to take advantage of our um, 50th episode as well, we made sure that you can also listen to all of our previous episodes and you'll be able to go forward and hear us as well on, on places where you can usually hear podcasds. So we're on see, Spotify. See, you this can I just say Elaine did this. Elaine sat up. And went to work the next day and Elaine has put us across all different platforms and I think she's absolutely so can we just do this for Elaine thank you very much Elaine tell people where they can hear us and she's got us our first international uh listeners we know 
some of you, Aisha's family, for instance, listen to us, watch us on YouTube from uh, um, different countries. My sister watches us from New Zealand, but we can also be listened to in other countries. So Elaine, where can we be listened to and who have we had? So you can hear us uh, on iTunes, on Spotify, um, places like Podbean, et cetera, et cetera. So every, wherever you want to subscribe, you can hear us. And I'll make, we'll make sure that on our show notes, whether it's on YouTube or it's on the various podcasts that you can get it to, that you'll be able to find us on the website, which has got the links to all our, our um, episodes as well. And in terms of where people have listened to us from in this first week, it's pretty much every single continent. So we've got people from Pakistan, Australia, Lamentum. France, Bonjour. And Belgium, Spain. Hi, mate. States of America. Yep. And obviously our good old people over in the UK. So thank you very much. We appreciate you all. Speaking about 50s or 50, things that are 50, I met this amazing man yesterday. And black people, you can turn up your noses, but don't lie, every single one of us, when it came to Peter Andre's Mysterious Girl, we did sing the reggae part, so don't lie about it. I am not uh, turning up my nose. Yesterday, who was being interviewed about turning 50, and I will say, it's not just makeup, it's not just cameras, he still looks exactly the same, and he has not got an ounce of body fat. Elaine, Aisha, were you Peter Andre fans? Yes. Can I just yes. ask you something? I need yeah. to ask you something. Because if I were to meet Peter Andre, because I've got no shame, I would ask him, is it Peter Andre and Bubble Mike's on the rack? Would you, did you do that? Did you do that to him? No, I, I did like, not. I did, did not Genuine person. I'll tell you what I did do. I was actually left in the room with this person, and I was speaking to another lady about Peter Andre. And so we were having a chat, and I was going, oh, Peter Andre is so cool. I said, I went in there, Peter Andre's in there. I was like, I love him, I love him. And I was being very teenage girl. And then a producer came into the show and then said to the, the guy who was just sitting off on the side, he went, you know Peter. He goes, you're with Peter, right? And the guy went, yeah. And I went, oh, my God. And the guy said, you look like you were having so much fun. I didn't say anything. I just let you get on with it. So that was a bit embarrassing. Did you When he came in, but he did sing a couple of lines and he was just really nice. And, and Peter Andre, because I was telling him, that uh, black women do love him. You know, there's certain white men we love. Don't lie about it. Peter Andre. Curtis Steigers is another one, even though he blocked me from saying that. But I think he thought I was taking the piss out of him. I said, Curtis Steigers, you are to black women what Michael Bolton is to white women. How did that get me a block? Anyway, let's not dwell on the part. Thank you for that. That was the he biggest did, compliment he, in the world. Like, how did get you get a block for that? He thought it was an insult. It wasn't an insult. We say you are hot. But, but no, genuine know. question. Did Peter Andre seem like the kind of guy that likes black women? Because he has that, because wow. he has that, like, you know, you just get that vibe. Like, there are just some white guys who you just know got a bit of the fever. They've got a... Well, I did fever. put the idea in his head, so I let him know. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of black women who'd be willing to have sex with him behind his wife's back. And then he also yes. probably has, because Peter Andre told me he has just been filming a film in Jamaica. Peter Andre has done a film 
with and look what happened to Harry after he went to Jamaica. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. We think the same. That's exactly where I was going with it. Harry went to Jamaica. Next thing we had Megan. Peter Andre had been doing a film in Jamaica with Sizzler, with uh, Oliver Samuels, and also in the film is our very own British Will Johnson, and he's going back to Jamaica for a film premiere. So I can't imagine he's in Jamaica. And a lot go to Jamaica and then come back looking at black women. The maths, you can't argue with that maths that you've just made there. Every single stage of that equation was perfect. And, you know, Stephen Hawkins would be proud. Look at every single stage. I I, I bow down to the logic. But, But look, speaking about him, he was talking about being interviewed about being 50. I looked at him and I did peek sort of underneath the clothes, not sort of physically, but through the clothes. With my ex, like he hasn't got an ounce of fat on him. He was always really fit, though, wasn't he? He always had the six pack. Yeah, that. that. Remember yeah, in the video? He had the arrows, the waterfall. He had the arrows. I didn't see the arrows. I didn't see the arrows, but I did check out all around the pee print and everything. And it was just—he's toned. He's—he's—he's he's, he's in good shape. And what one he thing he did say great. though is that he's fifty years old and he doesn't feel it, and he felt like we feel younger or look younger than our parents. Now, we are all women in our 40s. So the next big one, the next door we'll be knocking on is 50. I want to ask you, ladies, first question, do you think we look better than our parents did? Second question, do you fear the 5-0? I don't look better than either of my parents. And I want, I want to, I don't, I don't want that to be true. But it's just, it, it just is. And it's that is a even... fact. I've met her parents. She doesn't look better than either of them. Where is the support? Where is the love? But the thing is, my parents look stupidly good. My my mum, my dad, my stepmom, all of them look absolutely banging. And to be fair to them, they haven't abused their bodies in quite to quite the extent that I have. But they also, <laughs> but they also just look good. Like they just they look, look really, really real good. good. My grandma, when she, I mean, when she passed, RIP grandma. She had less wrinkles than I do now. So, um, but I don't at all. I just turned 41 the other day. I don't at all feel it. I am worse. I was in a bar the other day on Saturday last week, and my friend was there. She's 43. And there's all these ute them everywhere, and all the music's going on. And then Incredible comes on. And I was literally mid telling a 20 something year old colleague how badly behaved I am and how I've made the worst decisions. And Incredible came on, and I, I think I was in like a, I don't know, I was in a, a leopard print short dress, stilettos and high heels, like this, over the bar at my friend who's at the other side of the bar, and all these kids are like, Incredible. And I'm like, that's not how you respond. To, if your arm is not, you've got to throwing your arm out of your shoulder every time he says work, if you're not, so yeah, I don't, and the I refuse to do kids don't know anything. They Honestly, know anything. I just gig at this place called Turn Mills. Now we would know what Turn Mills was. So I was yeah. trying to tell this young crowd who I was performing, like they've, they've turned it all into offices. It was an IT company. And I said, do you know this was Turn Mills? Okay, you guys are probably too young. And this guy was like, yeah, my mom told me. And I said, listen, listen, this is Turn Mills, okay? You don't know what this place was. I said, it has changed so much. And it had changed because I went to the toilets, not a single person being fingered. Oh, it was sad. Elaine, do you think we look better than our parents do? Um, for myself, I think it's potentially yes, but then also compared to my parents, I'm currently child free. Um, and so that hasn't had, I haven't had those stresses of all the stresses that they had, but 
my mum and dad still do look quite young for their age. Um, yeah. I know that I look young for my age because I'm told on a daily basis that I look young for my age. No, you really do. Office. Like, you really do. I had no like idea. In my late 20s or 30s or something, which is, um, I guess it's great that I look young for my age, but I'm just hoping that my insides match what my outsides look like because, yes, we might. Be. Do you have any fear, either of you two, do you have any fear of the 5 because they say now, police, yes, 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 the police, 5 yes, I do. That's what they're called, isn't it, the 5 And in Have terms of my age... Now, this is where yes, she's shown her age, young people. Sorry, we were getting away with it there. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, young people call it the 5 as well. Young people call it the 5 as well, I'm sure they do somewhere. Yeah, but they don't have a young person, Elaine, check. Young people might go, 5 man, 5 They don't go, yes, the 5 the five, yeah. That's the that's, that's because of like, my new voice. It's my new voice. That's what it sounds like. I mean, old delay would have been like, it's 5 in it. But now it's the 5 Old delay. Yeah. What, what happened? We also want feedback on Elaine's voice. He's had a little operation done. So, yeah. I definitely want to know um, if when they operated, they just, what, you went up several social registers? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound like I no, when I really sound like, like Juanita. The five o, the five o, the five o. <laughs> but we were mentioning looking younger. Okay, people think we look younger yeah. than our ages, and it's a very common thing for black people to hear. And I had read somewhere that we might look younger on our outsides, mm -hmm. but due to stress, cortisone, racism, all the stuff that black people have to look uh, have Living to put up with. It was an LSE study that said that we actually are seven years older on the inside. Yeah, and um, I read something, well, I, I was at a, a conference for work in Portugal where I first heard this um, scientific study presented. And then I read the, the study this week and I also saw something about on Instagram about how, particularly with them um, as black women, that we start the menopause. Um, 8.5 months earlier than our white counterparts do. The study was based in America. It was called the SWAN um, study. And that actually frightened me because it also talks about things like we experience various, uh, various symptoms more severely as well. And some of the symptoms I'm thinking about are things like high blood pressure, like how many of our, of our, our peers have got things like high blood pressure, things like um, pre-diabetes as well, like how many people are worried about diabetes, obesity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I could go on, but I'm not at work, but it's something that we need to take into consideration and about our health and well-being in general. So the fact that I might look like I'm 20 outside, but I got pressure and I might need to take tablets and talk about my ailments. I'm probably at the same age as mine. There's an, um, an episode or two, several on mm -hmm. uh, black women and health. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, obviously yes. there's the five times more and that's particularly in terms of childbirth, I think when it comes to yeah. the prevalence of things like uh, metabolic syndrome illnesses and blood pressure, like mm -hmm. you said, that actually endometriosis, things like that, you know, women's reproductive issues and just general health issues and perimenopausal menopause issues, that fibroids, I think we could just literally dedicate a whole episode to fibroids because I'm yet to meet a black woman who doesn't have them. So, you know, when it comes I think to- two of us are going through the operation stages now. I mean, like- I have two. Like I got an extra scan while I was pregnant because I had two and they need to check whether they go up 
or down because if they go down towards your cervix and you've got to give birth that's a not a good thing right that's what i had they had to cut mimi out because she was blocked on both sides by okay. two massive fibroids yeah. so mimi is actually she's my youngest child she was the smallest of my children my children were all nearly well the other two were nearly nine pounds and this one was six pounds something because she did not have the room because i had five massive fibroids in we're definitely going to cover that in an upcoming episode. Yeah, I think that uh, speaking about women who look good though, she is not black, but I'm liking her attitude. Actually, I'm liking her attitude at the moment. She's, she's, uh, uh, an older, late, older woman who is, uh, very famous, famous for countdown. We're talking about the gorgeous Carol Vorderman, who looks absolutely incredible. I don't know what people have theories on why she looks so good. Elaine has her own theories on why she looks that theory. I agree with that theory. Honestly, I think if you're getting regular regular vitamin D and vitamin S, I think that you will look good. And Carol is on record, so I'm not libeling her. She's on record talking about her polyamorous lifestyle that she lives in. And I really think that if you're embracing the O, then you're you're just living your best life, isn't it? And not worrying and saying, you know what, F it. Swing it from sing it from around the chandeliers. So yeah. I I think she's happy O's. She's also realised that her previous friends are like dickheads, like Michelle yeah. Moen was her brother. And also, she um, did she did work for that. She was the Tories math czar for a while, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was a really prominent Tory, and she yeah. would uh, campaign for them, and she was at all their events. But who is doing more, right? Because we have a compliant press, but thank God we have Carol Vorderman, who at the moment is exposing. Nadine Sawalis did quite a lot on him, didn't she? Yeah. she and Michelle Manini, as you like, everyone knows. I like, is it Michelle Mo- I can't yeah. like Moan? I like Moan. Moan, isn't it Moan? I say Moan, but she is like a Monet. I say Monet, like far I away, terrible. I just think she has pretty privilege, and I don't know why I like her. She's not even that I just pretty. Think Michelle Manini, as I is she's she has got pretty privilege. There's a difference between having pretty privilege and being pretty in the white world. There's a difference. We'll explain it in another episode. I didn't say she's got blue hair. <laughs> that might have come from a bottle. Speaking a lot about Tory corruption, which is something that we speak about a lot on here because it comes up a lot. Uh, one of the things that came up this week, people are really quite annoyed about, is Boris Johnson has. Uh, there's been it's been in the press, so he broke the COVID rules. Uh, he got fined, like other people did, but other people did not get their legal fees paid by the taxpayer. Why should Boris Johnson break the law as a prime minister and then the taxpayer have to foot for the book? Boris Johnson, I don't care. He's a, he, Boris Johnson, he's a don. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think he got a point, right? For me, it became a tipping point where I actually started finding it funny. I can't believe this scruffy, racist, misogynist, apparently smells bad, and I could tell you more about him because I did some work with Jennifer Curie, but we won't go there this week. But Boris Johnson, I will tell you one of the things, apparently has threadbare underwear, right? Boris Johnson, Jennifer said it, not me. Boris Johnson, how is he getting away with all of this? But he's getting away with so much now that I'm starting to respect it because, my God. You make a really good point, though, Abba, about how is he getting... 
Because I've always wondered how he's getting any pussy. I mean, like, sorry, sorry. But how? Because, you know, if he smells bad, he's probably, I mean, there's charm and there's charm. But and I know that, like, a certain type of posh woman will literally put up with anything for a guy who has money and clout, like, clearly his wife. Um, but, like, you know, there are people out there that will do that. But now we're getting to the point where he has pissed off so many people, his old boss, so many people find him within his own circle, within his own echelon, find him reprehensible and repulsive. And yet somehow, I mean, I always get, it's a bit, what was it, Cressida Dick? Where, where are the bodies buried? He must have so much stuff on people to be getting away with this. I mean, I thought that, you know, but I'm not sure. I think he's just he must do. So As we say in the Caribbean, he's bold-faced to translate it into bright, bright. Bright. some brass neck on him. way. I don't think he's got anything on anybody. He must do. What, he's the kind he's of guy like, that would always be in the worst place the doing issue. the worst things. Isn't he? If people are doing bad things, Boris would always be there. Do you know what I mean? Like he is that guy. Wherever, whenever the party, whenever someone's hiring someone to beat them up, whenever someone's like, Boris is there, right? So I think people will have more on Boris than Boris has on them. I think Boris oh, is just bold faced. I think he is uh, narcissistic. I think he he said, didn't he? He said he was born to rule. He has that kind of arrogance and he Ooh. just seems to be getting away with stuff. And at this point, I think it's funny. And at this point, I now want Boris to be prime minister again. Please don't say these things, yeah, because when you put things, you know my opinion about putting things out into the universe. Um, you know I take it seriously. So <laughs> we're going to rewind and come again, selector. Aisha, can you kick her out of the room or something? Because no, that cannot I happen. Don't care. No, honestly. No, no, honestly. I don't care. What difference does it make? Apart from being I think it's disrespectful. I think not here. I think he is completely disrespectful. I don't no, no. know because I think the question is. Would you rather be shafted by Boris Johnson, Liz Truss, or Rishi Sunak? And quite frankly, that's literally the situation that we're at. My theory is Rishi Sunak has smaller hands, so it would hurt less. <laughs> no, what I, is no, it, I, who, who is it disrespectful to for me to say, I think it would just be funny at this point if Boris became Prime Minister? My asshole. How about that? No, I'm not being lame. Seriously, who am I disrespecting? No, not you. I'm saying if for Boris to come back, it would be disrespectful to anybody who has got any modicum of sense. But obviously, and also people who would still be able to vote. But obviously, they're taking the right. They're taking away our rights to vote as well. That's why exactly. I don't think Tory's corruption is coming through whoever is the leader. Lewishi has not come on with any more principles like he said he would. Liz Truss was just a hot mess. I think because they are the Tories are redrawing the boundaries. That's the first thing that they're doing. So there's certain constituencies, which tend to be the traditional Labour ones. They're redrawing the boundaries so these constituencies don't exist anymore. To put themselves in a better position of power. They're very much doing what the Republicans are doing over into in the state. And they're also bringing in voter ID, which is Elaine, you want yes. to remember that? Yes, so basically, up until, I know that for some of the viewers in other parts of the world, they might think it's really strange, but up until this year, we didn't have to have, um, in England, because different parts of the country have different rules, but for the, um, West, to vote for 
in England from May, you'll need to have photographic ID. And that's from the 4th of May. And it will apply to local elections, the police and crime commissioner elections, UK parliamentary by-elections and any recall petitions. And then from October, it's going to apply to UK general elections as well. Um, and if you're if you haven't accepted photo ID, you'll have to apply for a photo ID document. And and not everybody in this country has photographic ID, and it's actually in certain respects it's kind of a privilege to have a passport. The prices of passports have gone up this week, and driving licenses have gone up as well. Um, and so the kind of people who they're likely to exclude are people who are more than likely the kind of people who weren't going to who aren't going to vote for the current administration. Can I also um, just and just so add it, to that age? So say you're like yes, 18 as well. and you're perfectly you are enfranchised or you should be, but you haven't got a driving license yet because you know, you're young and poor and a lot of people nowadays just really couldn't afford it until after they've gone to uni or after they've gone to college and got a job. Mm -hmm. And so potentially aren't even going to get their provisional until they're 21, 22, 23. Yeah. That's how many years of um, voting that they could potentially have been doing. And certainly in terms of passports, God, you know the amount of people that I know that never left the country until mm -hmm. they changed their lifestyles because they were brought up or they had no money. I think that's intentional. I think, like you said, because you know, the Tories know that the younger people who are coming up now are not Tory voters. So they're doing their best to, to like I said, redraw the boundaries and, and then bringing in this photo thing because it will disproportionately affect the young and the poor. And those are the people who do not want a Tory government. Also, for the uh, older voters, all they need is, what is it? They don't even need so the same kind of ID. So they basically... No, the ID is, no, there's different there's different types of ID that are, is, are accepted. And with my London lens on, particularly, when you think that you've got, you can vote from is it 17 or 18. So you, you, you've got like your, um, you've got the, you've got the college ID that you can get, which is like to travel the, the Oyster Freedom thing. It's got your photograph on it. That's not accepted. On any Freedom Pass issued. But your freedom pass that is issued by the same authorities that you can go on public transport with is accepted. Who has freedom passes? Pensioners. So we vote sorry, even pensioners. Sorry, not I don't so want to offend any left wing pensioners. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot. So there has been a lot. When I was watching um the BBC Politics show on Wednesday, there was a discussion about the fact that there's not been a lot of publicity around this. Um. I haven't seen much discourse about this on social media. I'd say that I'm quite plugged in. I was aware, but there are a lot of people, because I was reminded about it this week, that when I, I shared it in a number of groups, and there are a lot of people who are really not aware about this, and it's actually quite frightening. So, yeah. And it's going to be yeah. interesting when people are turning up to vote. And, I mean, it's a bit like, you know, I don't know, when you go out, out, after a certain age, I didn't even, I never, I stopped thinking about bringing ID. I just bring my cash card because less shit to lose, right? And then now I feel sorry for youths because they don't just get to have boobs and just get into places underage. Now they have to actually have ID. So I've, I've had the joy yeah. recently of going out to a nightclub where they scan your ID and then they project it on the wall and they literally put your age on the wall. 
the cubs in London all the time. I'm not even joking. The people in front of me are going in 20, 22, 21. <laughs> My big, big 41 or whatever goes on. Anyway, so but like, so you, you, you must have had this and you go out and you get ID'd and you say to them, look at me, like my child's basically older than you, whatever. And they say, oh, it's not about how old you are. It's about who's in here. It's about us knowing you are. who you are. Yeah. And so it's That's even- why I don't go out. I didn't know they did all this IP stuff because I don't go out. Well, Elaine, right? right? You know, right? It's not- Yes, I do. And I'm just- I'm looking at the list of the things that they think is acceptable for um, the voter ID, and honestly, it's actually ridiculous because older person's bus pass, disabled person's bus pass, Oyster 60 plus card, freedom pass, Scottish national entitlement card, 60 and over Welsh concessionary, disabled person's Welsh card, senior smart pass, registered blind smart pass, war disablement smart pass, 60 plus smart pass, and a half fare smart pass. Some of these are from Northern Ireland. And so I'm thinking, seriously, like, if you're, I mean, obviously you can be disabled and be any any kind of age, but it looks like you really are looking at people who are over 60, generally. That is Tories all around for you. They will just do everything uh, to stay in power for as long as they have. They'll probably, volunteer. you know how we're going to get the Tories out? They're going to voluntarily leave. That's what's going to happen because they will have robbed everything. And when there's nothing left to take, they'll go, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll be off. I think, but one of the things we were speaking about um, that you do, you could use to vote is uh, your passport. And as Elaine said, it is a privilege to have a passport because the price has also gone up again this week. I've always had a passport and I think it's because my dad was a diplomat. So we had to live abroad and we traveled a lot. And so I've always, always had a passport. We never had, you know, when we were younger, we would just take him to work and bring him home and our passports were done. And so I've always felt like it, you know, I've, all, I've only just realised in the past few years, speaking to other people, that it's not been that automatic for other people to have. Mm. I, I I like to travel, and all three of us do love travelling. Um, I need to start travelling again. Well, we've been brought up travelling. Um, but I think... The difference. You know, for a lot of people. What are the things you enjoy doing most? I mean, I love travelling and seeing new places, but there has been a new phenomenon on the internet and there's a group of people now and they call them well i don't know that they call themselves it but they've been nicknamed the passport bros the passport bros are mainly african-american men who are now traveling to different places and they are saying that they are finding wives who are not african-american women uh because they for various reasons that they've given the normal reasons black women are too loud too rude too ungrateful too greedy, too whatever they want to say, basically. Um, so you guys, have you heard about the passport bros? It's basically, yeah. so a lot of people are saying, look, it's sex tourism for black men. That's essentially what it is. You see the videos of them with these girls who look suspiciously young and they get, oh, I don't want an African-American woman anymore. I want to be with these beautiful women. And, you know, um, opinions, ladies, what do you think about all this? Why don't they just go out with white women? Number one, if that's their main issue. Why don't they go out with white women back home if if it's just the fact that we're black and too noisy? And also, I don't give a shit. Why can't you just go and do it, but do it quietly? Like, I don't understand why. So like, I could date, I'm dating who I'm dating. And I am not shouting about the fact that he is whatever color he is, 
whatever this, the, the, because, and it doesn't have anything to do with my thoughts about black men. He could be a black man. He could not be a black man. None of it has anything to do. I don't understand this desperate need that has come up over and over again to be like, I am doing this and it's because of black women. Why? Why? I'm just literally just going about my day. That, like, I, that I can see what happened in my day. And literally none of it was anything to do with some black guy going to get a Thai bride. Like, whereas he, in his day, somehow me existing or us existing needed talking about, guys. I don't get that. That's the part that I don't get. It's like black conservatives. We've spoken about them on the show before. Right wing black people. Now, if you want to be right wing, go over there and do it. I understand some right wing principles. I get why, you know, if you come from certain cultures, you might be, you know, conservative with a small C, as Elaine lovely, uh, beautifully described it, and I've always used it like that. Mm. Conservative with a small C, doesn't mean you're Tory, but you're conservative with a small C, like most black people are back home. Um, mm. So I don't get why you have to talk about it. What, exactly, if you've got your passport to go and get away from black women, just go, don't mention black women. Just don't go. Do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Why does it have to be our fault? You know, is it because we're their mummies? You know what I mean? Or their mammies? Like, I don't get it. Why are you talking about us? Who like, you, bro? <laughs> if I want to sleep with Asian men, I will. If I want to sleep with Greek men, Peter Andre, I will. If I want to... <laughs> I have to try it. I have to try it. If I want sleep... Universe, universe, universe. Right. You know what I mean? If I want to sleep... I'll sleep with you if I want to sleep. Actually, I've seen some really good-looking Korean men. If I want to see, oh my god, have you watched that hundred? The physicals, the hundred physicals on Netflix. Lord, my God, bless me. Those Korean men, East Asian men. I've been watching. They are very pretty. My God, they are. Oh my God, man, where have they been hiding? That is ridiculous. So I don't know what on earth it's got to do with black women. Elaine, have you seen the passport bros? What's your general? thought about it what's my, what's my general thought is that like you clearly like a game and that's why you can't approach people who are your peers where you come from the country that you reside in and so if your only contribution to life is that you are coming from even if you come from the hood the ghetto the projects or whatever you want to call it back home but we, you're going to a for want of a better word, a developing part, a developing country, like flogging your blue book, because it's blue for the US as well as America, um, the UK, um, to show these people that you're you've made it and you can travel, and then you think that these people actually genuinely care for you. That's your business. You're delusional, um, and I think that it's um, as as I said, the only person. I mean, like, the most documented passport hoe that I can think of though has got to be. The most beautifulest, sexiest, over 50 black woman that I've ever seen. And that was Angela Bassett as her Stella got her groove on when she went to Jamaica to go and see Winston. And I'll leave it there. Just leave right. it there. Because she's beautiful compared to these dry necks who, who are on the internet talking about being passport bros. Do you think these passport bros can't get with their peers back home. So they have to basically go and find a foreign bride. Do you think they've got some kind of social issues or do you think they might be misogynists? 
What do you think is driving this behaviour? I, I think, I mean, obviously there's not, um, true love really doesn't have any boundaries, but I do feel that if you're doing something for the purpose of a hashtag, that it probably means that you're socially inept in certain ways. And you can come for me and you can tell me whatever you like. But when I'm looking at some of these, not the things that these people are tweeting about, about why they have chosen to leave the United States of America, which I don't know how many millions of people live in that country, uh, because each state is bigger than the United Kingdom. You can't tell me that you can't find a woman in that massive country slash continent that you've got to go to Thailand or to the Philippines and when you open up your mouth, you might pretend that you're a basketball player. You might tell them that you are a rapper and then you flash your, your, your um, dollars and you flash your passport. And then this woman who has maybe never left the country tells you with maybe limited English that she loves you and then you're thinking yeah and you think that she's very but people back home regardless of wherever back home is whether it's the Caribbean whether it's um Africa whether it's Asia back home we've got a different we do have a different mentality yes we may be more traditional but it doesn't mean that people don't have mouth it doesn't mean that if you're a dickhead that we're not going to tell you that you're a dickhead but you'll know that you might humble yourself you might small yourself to you might um, to make yourself get to what you need to get to and you're getting to what you need to get to is that you want to leave your country it's certain countries from what i understand it's it's, it's an economy um to tout their um the younger women originally for these white men who would go to places like thailand and then come and bring when you with your big beer bellies and then come back and you've got this really attractive woman as your your wife really when you look like a pregnant known, they're not interested in you. To anyone they want to come after, because at the end of the day, you are the ones putting your love life out there. And on top of that, you're not just saying, oh, I just so happen to go to this country and find someone. Like Aisha said, shut up about black women, leave us out of that. So they are asking for the judgment. I mean, I think I've, I think you do that naturally anyway. I mean, I've always been suspicious of a guy with a much, much younger woman. Because you're like, what do you want with that woman? Why would you ruin her life? Why would you tie her down with kids at 20 when you're 42? Like, all those things I've never really sort of what appreciated. Someone said, because you are old and I am young. While I'm young, yeah, we're going to have some fun. You know, she literally says she's, they've had a kid. Is it broader than Broadway? Here I come. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yes. That's it. I was thinking... I was singing that in my head, trying to get to the chorus. Yeah, to get well. to the chorus. But it's like, she yeah. tells him, if you want to get me up the duff, I'm the young one, you better stay at home with the child. I'm off out raving, essentially, is the gist of the line. Exactly. But you're right, suspicious. I think the passport bros, I mean, look, I don't have, I don't care about them any more than I care about the podcasters. And Elaine's got a name for them. What's your name for them, Elaine? What, the Nick's got? Yeah, taught me that word. I'll love her forever. Nick Self. Those black men who run this podcast and run their mouth for about an hour every week to say how much they hate black women. <laughs> but they've got them in different. Like I came across the other day a chin cell. That was a Chinese. Uh, 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 <laughs> what? what? I thought that was just me after Christmas. <laughs> no, it was a chin cell. He was coming to me, stepping to me, being rude. No chin cell. Sit the f down. Um, the Mums, the Muslim ones, I call Mim cells. Um, I'm sure we can just change it for every single culture. So it's there's not about, around. It's always about. It's like one of my favorite 
favourite topic is when they're talking about women's vaginas. <laughs> and they're all, they're, all, they're all kind of colleges. All of a sudden, they're like, if the vagina is loose, then... <laughs> and it's like, hate- so many levels. It was like when Ben Shapiro was like, my wife's a doctor, and she said, if you get that wet, then you are, um, there's something medically wrong with you. So basically he just went on the internet and was like, I've never got my wife wet. So on the whole wide internet. And it's the same thing. It's These guys come like, out with. Like, how can you pee out the same hole you get your period? Like they don't know anything. And yeah. I just, I feel like Aisha feels in the way that I don't even care about them or really want to talk about them that much. I'm not interested in them. I don't care. Like Aisha said, leave our names out your mouths. You are very, very boring. But that does bring me on to something else, actually. Okay, so forget the passport, bros. Do whatever you like. Now, this is something that has recently come into the black community. That's why we're talking about it when it comes to the men. But do you think there'll ever be passport hoes? Because the, the the white guys who do sex tourism, as they normally call it, they have their female counterparts. We see these white women in Jamaica... We see them in the Gambia. Didn't and they will be from EastEnders get done? Sloppy as hell with these young, fit black men. Or they call them the the, the beach dreads, the bobber dreads, whatever they want to call them. Uh, the renter dreads. The renter dreads. Didn't Heather from EastEnders? No, it wasn't she Heather, had... it was Deirdre. She went to Morocco. No, Heather, the real to... woman. I felt oh, sorry for her. Yeah, she oh, she was oh. gonna get married to a guy, and it was like it was awful. It was like oh, early oh, Valentine, oh, but oh, just so why? Sorry. Yeah, no, no, um, terrible. So, so what I watch. So, do you things? think this is gonna ever catch on with black women? And uh, Elaine said something because she mentioned uh, Angela Bassett, but that was actually a real true story, and it was the author yes. Perry McMillan, and it was based yes. on her story how Stella got a groove back because she went to Jamaica, she met a guy. And then she ended up getting married um, to the guy. It didn't end well um, because she clearly had the Jamaican sun in her eyes and did not realise that this man was gay. And um, so do you think there's something that will... Ca- yes, he's gay. Do you not know that? I mean, she's like, they broke up because he was gay. No, he got to America. Well, he was gay, says, he I happen back. to know because I happen to speak to a lot of women who are in their 60s who travel a lot. Um and they are targeted and i'm sure we could probably get probably because i happen to know some of them quite well (laughs) to talk to us about it because i know that they go on holidays and they have money and they have disposable income and their kids are grown up like say in their early 40s and you know they could talk to you about the fact that when they go places they meet guys who are younger and are actually actively passport like they're they're on the look at they're looking for a sugar mummy they're looking to get to england do you know what i think i, have, I don't have no sympathy for them i'm sorry the the same i don't have any the, 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 women, the women aren't the women aren't aren't giving in the women i'm describing aren't giving in i'm just saying okay what you're saying because of them being targeted to no me, no, no. i'm just saying that th- there are guys that are doing this with the same intention yeah. as the girls are doing it this is not news but, you know, this is not... I will say something. I don't think it's sex tourism, but I will make a confession on this podcast. I don't know why. You don't need to. Between... Shut up, Between 2010 and 2016, I did not have sex in this country. 
I didn't sleep. But you didn't anyone. bring anybody back, did you? You didn't what, bring anybody no. back to this country. What country did you have sex in? The Caribbean. Made, wherever I was, Caribbean, South Africa. Um, Listen, if I I won't even make that comment I was about to make, I was just too crude. It wasn't Lagos. Thank you. But I, uh, South Africa. (laughs) Why have you done that? We're going to have to edit that out. We're going to have all sorts. South Africa, Caribbean uh, was mainly where I had sex, yeah. But I didn't have sex in this country for like six years. Not at all. Okay. That's not a difference. Okay, now I have to ask was was sex better outside of this country? I had sex with age-appropriate people. Good, uh, good. Number two, I didn't bring any of them back. I had no intention of bringing any of them back here at all. But there was just a point where I just did not want to be with anyone in what this country. What would you have done? Uh, speaking hypothetically, what would you have done if you'd done something abroad and then the person jacked in their job and then got a plane to come to the UK without your, um, <laughs> without your best? What would you do? What would Speaking I have to do? What, what would I have to do? I wouldn't, it's got nothing to do with me. David, can we get back to the set? If you jack what? in your job and you get on a plane and you come over here and they're like, hi, Abby. first of all, I'm not stupid enough to give them my address, but second of all, they found it, right? Well, it's still not my problem. Do you know what I mean? It's got nothing to do with me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, never, I, never, I never put a ring on your finger, okay? So if I'd liked it, I would have put a ring on it and that would have told you to come here. Don't do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nearly brought, you've nearly brought up my the biggest pain in my life right now. Veer away. Um, did you, was the sex better abroad or was the sex better here? Obviously abroad for six years. I think no, I'd I, say that. I think I was just happier abroad, and I think because of what I do here and stuff like that, there was just none of that crap. You know what I mean? It was none of that. Oh girl, you're not funny in real life. No. LA. Um, I'd so, say that. I prefer it abroad. Everyone likes Holiday. sex abroad more because it's hot. I mean, I don't mean. No, I was gonna say. No, I think I think when you're on holiday, uh-huh. it's different because you're relaxed and so like you're. Also, like, hi, grandma. Generally. If you're listening. Um, <laughs> be fair. She has six kids, got, so she's fine. I have no evidence of ever having sex. That's what I'm gonna say. So there's um generally. You're not having to wake up to go anywhere. If you decide that you're going to have a day in bed... Did you just say you have no evidence of ever having sex? And this is your... Have I got a child? (laughs) That's my disclaimer. Have I got a child? That's what a hell of a disclaimer. You're right. I'm sorry, my bad. (laughs) I'm the one that's not doing the logic here. I would say, I don't care what I did as sex tourism, and I do think... I'm not into younger guys anyway. I just it's don't not. Like it's them. just shagging what you did. It's not sex tourism. You didn't go there specifically no, to have sex, did you? Did you? Yes, I did. Well, there was one of the oh. reasons. <laughs> that was one of the reasons. No, I didn't. I, it was part of my motivation. I mean, I did. I got out of this country whenever I could. Yeah, I went to have sex in the Caribbean because it's just easier. So it's like this is my like when you're booking your like two weeks on BA. Like reason for travel. <laughs> I did not put it well, on the. Uh, and you're filling in your Esther. No, I did not. I said I was going to see family and stuff. But yeah, I that was well, that was Dominica. a massive <laughs> motivation in where I, why I was travelling that much. Yeah, for sure, it was. Did you miss that? Thank you for sharing. I miss it. I do miss it. I miss you it missed what I just said. You said you're going to see family. I said, well, it is Dominica. 
<laughs> Listen, you can laugh all you like, but I'm telling you, I'm, they can laugh all they like. Any other small island person here knows it's a pos it's an accident. Do you know? What I'm I mean? sorry, These I'm not from happen. one of the small islands. Okay. So I don't understand. We I come from the Caribbean. Loved it when they did um that whole series, um Rogan Productions. What was the one that Courtier wrote called? You know uh, the dark lovers, lovers rock. And yeah. I thought that conversation was very small island, and I loved it when they said, "Wait a minute, who are your people? What is your last name?" Because that is a conversation we have. Um, Barbados fourteen by twenty miles. Dominique is what sixteen by twenty seven or something. We ask those questions before we do anything. Sometimes you make Me mistakes. Me neither, because I come from the once. big island. So. I did have my uncle tap me on the shoulder and I was like, what? And he went, get off your cousin. That's happened to me before. It happens. It's just a, yes. So, yes. But no, I was not sleeping with my family over there, okay? I'm I went for no, to have sex and I did do it. But <laughs> I was not sleeping with people who were younger. I was not giving these men money and I was not inviting them to go back. So I think what I did was completely different. I That was what I did. And I don't think I'm the same as a passport pro. So I don't think I'll ever be a passport home. I don't think I'll ever be in a relationship anywhere in this country abroad where I have to be looking after a man. It's not going to happen. What is looking <laughs> after a man? Like financially? Yeah, financially. <laughs> all that stuff. I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't can't do it. even... I can't, it's, I didn't even one. I I wouldn't know with what I would look after him financially, like a penny with, or what would I look after him with in the first place. I wouldn't even get. Just, you might have cut off his dick in front of my face, and like, I mean, what do you do? I don't get that. I don't get that. I would feel really or I mean, if you're talking about it, I mean, when you go abroad and you do these things, right, and you meet these young people and whatever, and you've got to keep young people in your pocket all the time. Don't you feel stupid? Don't you feel like an idiot that you're Cannot going... Relate. I've never had my hand in my pocket all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't do it. But I'm asking, since we're on the subject of passport bros and passport hoes, if you are one, please get in touch and talk to us. Because to me, I would be embarrassed if I was out with a guy and we were out and the bill was always given to me or the bill comes and the man just sits there like that and doesn't do anything. Well, I would be over the table for you. Yeah, I, I just I wouldn't want to do it. So I don't know. Maybe it might be, you know, I'd love to hear from passport hoes more because, you know, traditionally that is what men do. They tend to pick up the tab. They do this, they do that. But yes, for me, do. if I was over there with a guy who's clearly way too young for me and I'm paying for everything, I would feel well, I'm, I'm a mother. You, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Mm. I do remember this younger guy that was talking to me a couple of years ago. And he said to me, I was not, I'm not, in, I, this is why I can't deal with them. I'm not, I was not interested anyway. But he was like, oh, I need jeans. I said, what are you telling me for? Like, why, why would you tell me that? He's going, oh, I just need to get the stuff I need. And I went, what the fuck? I said, so you would expect me, right, to put my hand in my pocket and buy you jeans when I've got a son? I think the fuck not. Why the hell? As far as I'm concerned, and I've always felt like this, if I'm giving you something, I've just taken something for my kids. And it's like, even if my son didn't need jeans at the time, I would just get it for my son. I wouldn't feel good to me to, to be sitting there. And even if I had the means, you know what I mean? And uh, the British legal system had not swallowed me whole in the last few years, 
I would still, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would not have a, a sugar baby or whatever. They, I, I just wouldn't have one. I just, I, I just would feel even it's partly for me. It's partly because the things that it doesn't it doesn't work as well the other way around. Because the things that I want from a man, and and obviously I'm a cis straight woman, so this is this is the only option that I have. Unfortunately, goddamn, um, I want it to be different, but it's just not. But like what I want from them, it was bad enough dating people my own age. You know, men. My own age at 20 is like dating a 14-year-old, right? So you have to go older. And even then, you're lucky it's like dating an 18-year-old. Why would you ever go the other way apart from their body? Because it isn't their brain. So what, like, you know. I'm sorry. As we were saying at the top of the show, some of these older guys look bloody good. There oh, are my God. I am loving. I love me a silver fox. I love me a silver fox that works but... out. I don't really go much under 50. They look really good. So yeah. I'm not older men. So I, I don't have an issue with being with guys my own age. And I just I just don't think I'd have anything to talk to. Oh, no, no, my own age. Fine, ask, not under. Right. Yeah. yeah, but what I'm saying, I wouldn't go out with a younger guy anyway. I find them extremely irritating. I'm not interested. I, I don't yeah, know if face. it's... I've got questions. ...me onto my son... And I don't know if it's because I'm a mum. Now, my kids are older than yours, Aisha, so I was a mum. So anything would be around my kids, even my daughter's age, may she rest in peace. I'm not going to go around a 30-year-old guy because my daughter would have been 29 this year. So for me, that is also quite gross. So I don't know if it's because of that factor as well, which also puts me off. Aisha, I don't know, with you, your son is younger. So no, do but you there's definitely a, a limit. So, like... I have dated guys. I dated a guy who was literally his birthday was like I don't know. He was basically the same age as my little my little brother. I say little brother. I'm 41. He's 39. So there's only 18 months between us. But that just made it just. And I would probably date someone maybe five or six years younger than me. But that's it. Like that is it. I couldn't. I can't understand how people can be dating people. And that's the other thing for me with big age differences. My parents, well, I was like, I think my parents were 19, 20 when I was born. So I've dated guys who were like, I remember dating a guy who was what, 13 years older than me. He was only seven years younger than my dad. That's mm. weird, right? That's so when you get big age differences, when you come from like this ethnics, basically, and working class people, either ethnics or working class, if you're having a kids at whatever age, then it starts to get really weird and awkward. And it, and also it feels awkward when they don't have enough stuff. So you can't be like seven years younger than my dad and not be flexing. So you can't be just rocking up to my dad's house like on my level because you're his level. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much, there's a lot that, that changes with that kind of age dynamic. Elaine, you have to say something. Elaine hasn't given my god chance. The last person I dated that was problematic, it wasn't because of his age. You know, it, it, that person was actually 37. Was he 37? 38? I don't know. I mean, but um, he was a dummy. He was such a dummy. Do you have a I hard don't... and fast rule about an generally, age? I did, I, generally, I do. And my hard and fast rule is that you can't be... Um, it was before you could be younger than my little sister. My little sister's five years younger than me. So mm -hmm. the 37-year-old isn't, is, 
just over age. Um, but definitely, because I've got, um, uh, I wouldn't go for somebody who is uh, early 30s because I've got a nephew who is right. 32, 33. And right. in terms of, um older but oh in terms of people I've had like longer term relationships with the oldest I've been with somebody was like they were seven years older than me um I can't really imagine because the, the people who are older like, they talk about music but I don't understand I just don't get it like and then they're talking about clubs I've never been to before and I just don't get it so I was having a conversation today where um, I'm in I, I'm in a certain space I occupied and like somebody, somebody was like trying to move to me and I'm like listen, if you were born when Destiny's Child came out, there is absolutely no reason for you to talk to me. Now you might like when you think about it, Destiny's Child came out like in 1997, in the UK. So I was at university. So that meant that means I'm really old enough to have been your mum. I'm not your mum, but the fact is that I've seen the evolution of Destiny's Child so many times. I've seen Beyonce <laughs> evolve into whatever. And so there's no reason for me to be involved with somebody whose parents may have conceived you to Destiny's Child. That is wild. That is a link. I wasn't even thinking of it like that. I was just thinking of it like, when you go out, I went to Warehouse Project in Manchester and literally, I swear to God, these youths are like, they're really sweet. They're like, oh, can I buy you a drink? And you know when you just know, because that's the other thing when you get older, they look cute to me. They don't look like an appealing sexual man. I look at them and I think, oh, you're so cute, you baby hairs, you don't even have a beard. You're just like, you're like a few years older than my son. And they're trying to offer to buy me drinks. And I'm like, and I said to one of them, how old are your mum? And he's like, 42. I was like, I rest my case. My yeah, that was like, we are the that, that was like I... mother's age, mate. Take your child's <laughs> ass back to the bar and buy a, a youth girl your age a drink. Because that was like when I went to, because I go to quite a lot of festivals, and I went to Garage Nation in the summer. It was a couple of months ago, and I swear there was somebody I was talking to. Like we were, we were vibing to the music. I wasn't talking to them on a level, and I was like, "And I'm looking, looking. You're a really, you, you're a child. Have you done your GCSEs?" I said, "How did you get into this music?" It's like my mum used to go out to this music. I'm sure I'm going out to garage. How? How? They oh, love garage. My son came out twenty one years ago. That's how I know mm -hmm. I'm getting older. Because when I see young, good-looking guys, like there's a guy who works with Mark Thompson, who we were speaking about earlier, and his name is Phil. Wait, did Sam you see my smile every time you say his name? I'm like, his name is Phil Samba. And how I really realise I must have just got to a certain age without even realising it is I look at Phil Samba, who's six foot five, gorgeous. Oh, I and mean, I look at Phil and I said, I know I'm an auntie now because I look at Phil and I think his mum must be so proud of him. I think what a lovely, handsome, responsible young man that is. His mum must be so proud. And that's how I look at young guys now, honestly. And that's what changes. I did a teachy coo with a boy in the in the bank yesterday because I said, you look like a little boy. And he was like, all right, auntie. You can teach someone. I love that. I love that. Auntie. 
But I don't see okay. anything sexual about these boys at all. In fact, if you look like my son, you've got that kind of look. It really is off-putting to me. Oh, now, this I don't like it. Mm -mm. When so during the World Cup, all I'm going to say is, and like, like also like last week as well. Like I'm really, really into football. My aesthetic of guy that I've always gone for, for when I was young, is a guy who looks like a footballer. A British footballer, a proper footballer, not I mean, the ones who pick up around. No, what I mean is, like, obviously, now we've got international, we know definitely we've got international listeners, viewers. When I'm talking about football, I mean real football. You guys call it soccer, we call it football. We kick a ball with our foot. We don't pick up the ball with our hand and then run around with it. Yes. But now, when I look at these boys, they are boys. I mean, Saka, they are children. and they are literally babies. Oh, somebody Saka's was asking me about it. Saka's adorable. I literally... Like, somebody I... said something about... Somebody said something about a player that I know, and I was like, don't you think he's really fit? And I was like, yeah, here's a picture of him. And I dropped them a baby picture. That's all I'm saying, because that boy's a baby to me. I don't... I that don't... Is, that is I think my point. type of guy has got older, though. So, like, even if I found, like, certain footballers attractive or whatever, I don't have a football type. I've been quite lucky because the type of guy I like has aged quite well. No, but so, the other, this guys, is a really good point. They're called now. The guys that I like, they're called uncles now, so we've aged together. Give me a nice, dark skin, Nigerian guy with a goatee beard and a kangle hat. And I see all the young girls laughing at them, calling them uncles, and I don't care. Give them to me. I love them. I Do you remember that one you good. told me I that I had to leave they... alone? I should be calling him uncle. <laughs> remember that one? You what? That one you said, yes, I had to leave him alone. I should be calling him uncle. He was too old. <laughs> you remember that? I said, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, what, whichever well, age you were. So they yes, did this study, so. and basically men, so women, um, find men who are within two to four years of their age attractive throughout their life. Basically, so if you're 18, it will be between 18 and 24. If you're 35, it would be between like 32 and whatever. Like it's a reasonable age gap, age, you know. Men find 24 year old <laughs> women attractive until they're fucking 90. Men find 24 year old fucking women attractive. I mean, men sort your fucking shit out. You are literally the worst of all worlds. What kind of nonsense is that? Even if you're a nice young man, even if you could get a 24-year-old, what are you going to do with her? My knees hurt now. What are you going to do with her? What are you going to do with her? I mean, maybe your tongue still works better than your knees. I don't know. But the truth of the matter is, what are you going to do? About age gaps, and you guys have never had a significant age gap, but I've all, always really had a um, significant age gap. I've had probably, on average, I would normally go out the guy about 10, 12 years older than me. Normally, that's what six, I guess. Six or seven years is my average, actually, to be fair. my Yeah, most of the guys I've had longish-term relationships with have been six to seven years. It's 10. So I don't feel that... But then I do feel like at this age... But then when I see guys who probably were going out with girls who are my age... Like, when I see girls in their early 20s going out with guys the age of guys I used to go out with, I want to stop them. Like, so if I see a 20 year old with a 34 year old, I used to do that. You know, I think- I never did that. I would always tell young girls, don't do it. Why did you do it out of curiosity, Abba? Because, you know, looking back, you've got 
you've got the wisdom or the you know the clarity of hindsight what what do you think made you do it i don't know they just they bullied harder <laughs> they're bullies they are bullies they, they just bullies. don't leave you alone they go on and on at you they love bullying. i think also having the kind of parents i had where i wanted just to get away from them i think as well they had a space you could go like narcissistic you know, parents and all that crap and having has left me kind of open to certain things. So I think being bullied by men, which I was a lot when I was younger, um, older men who would come in and breach boundaries and stuff. That's why I don't have to now. And that's why I always tell young girls, don't go near those guys, there's something wrong with them. But back in the day, I thought I was so, I believed them. I thought I was so special. I was one of those stupid girls. It's like, well, he doesn't want to be oh. with older men and women. He wants to be with me. We all believe that you know, then. That makes that's not, exactly. we all believe that. I did. Even I did. So, yeah, yeah I, I will never be a passport hoe. So good luck to you, passport bros. I hope they bleed you for everything you've got. I do know a white guy who I used to work with in the prison service that went and got a Thai bride and used to boast about her all the time, how she had dinner ready. She would do this. She would have to dress up. She would do that. And one day he didn't come to work and they had to go around to his quarters to find out where he was. And where was he? He was lying, stabbed. <laughs> Sorry. Wait a second. If I say that's my favorite story that I've heard in the past few months, this is going to be bad, isn't it? But I've said it now. I've said the story and I'm not making any comment on how I felt about it. But I do know after that, he came in and he ironed his own shirt. So, um, <laughs> can we just, that's called the worm that's that turned. Black Women's Hour. Can we just, Take a moment. No, that's the worm that turned. the 50th episode. Yes, the worm that turned. So, I yeah, think that's basically what I'm feeling. Questions out there for our audience members. Age gaps, how big should they be? The second thing that we have, we want to ask you guys is, do you think it is fair to go on forward? <laughs> because it's not just the age gap. I think that also coming from a different country adds a different layer and going to other countries, especially where there's, you know, what you earn will be a fortune over there, even if it's not a fortune where you actually come from. I think that's taking advantage in a different way. Tell us about uh, your voting. Do you guys have the relevant ID uh, to to vote? And if you don't have the relevant ID to vote, are you going to get it? Or are you, are just you even going to vote? Vote at all. So what are you going to do? I have enjoyed our 50th episode. Is there anything else you ladies had wanted to add? What do you think we should, what, what have you taken from the episode? See, I made a confession on my 50th episode. I um, said that I prefer to be shafted by Rishi Sunak because his hands would be smaller and my grandma listens to these episodes. So that's, I feel like that in itself is a confession. So, hi grandma. <laughs> my grandma is really cool though, she's like, Aisha's <laughs> grandma, can you please leave a message in the comments? Oh my god, yeah, Grandma Pat, if you can, if you would leave a message in the comments basically saying that you support me fully and love me the most and I'm your favourite grandchild, I'll accept that anytime. You're very lucky to have grandparents, Aisha. She is lucky. my last remaining grandpa, grandma, grandparent rather, and next week is the one year anniversary of my grandpa's death. So actually, more of these anniversaries. Not to be sad, but to honour a great man. To you, Grandpa mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, Elaine, if there's anything you wanted to add. Um, 
I'm really happy to have been back and apologies for last last week because I, as I said, I had a voice, um, a voice of, of operation on my vocal yes, cords. Sorry, quickly, can I just say thank you, Aisha, last week? Oh, yeah, oh, it was an amazing episode. It was a really great interview. Hell is what a great so, sorry, I just wanted to say that before I forgot. Elaine, go ahead, you were saying. So, yeah, your voice is so, um, yeah, and um. I'm really happy that I've got to share it with you guys. So just so you know, this is probably the longest conversation I've had like in the past two weeks. So, so feel well. blessed And um yeah, looking forward to next week's one as well, where um but it's been really good to have be sharing this journey with you ladies and um really looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen in the next fifty, the next hundred, the next five hundred. Exactly, sponsor us and get us to come and review your stuff. If you are the tour manager for Beyonce, send us tickets. We'll come along. Seriously, you know, send us. We'll for you. If you've got plays, if you've got films coming out, if you've got a series coming out, let us know. Well, we did quite a few uh, for Rogan Production. So let us know and we will promote your stuff. If it's something you want us to review, we will review it. Anything you want us to talk about, here's to another 50. So thank you so much. We've got Elaine, Aisha, Abba. We are Black Women's Hour, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.